Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for other Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ up in this bitch Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another episode for y'all this week. We back with a regular episode. Keep an eye out for album reviews coming in the following weeks as well. And definitely uh, tune in to our last two album reviews that we did as well. So definitely thank y'all for tuning in. Yes, sir. And we're going to hit y'all with a little bit of, of what's going on with uh, in the hip-hop community this week, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And honestly, I I don't know how much is truly going on because I feel like I've kind of been like a little disconnected from everything this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been it's been kind of a crazy week this week for me. Uh, I'm not sure about you, but um, I have found a couple of things that I find kind of hilarious and at the same time kind of serious. So I guess we could just go ahead and slide into that joke. Um, let's man, love man. Let's 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 go ahead and just slide into what I think everybody is happy about, and it's. That GS9, the whole Rowdy Rebel was out a couple weeks ago. We we met covered that on this show, and finally this past week, Bobby Schmurda is out of prison after doing what everybody was asking him to do, which was to be a real nigga, quote unquote, and hold niggas down in the center third. And I'm just gonna bring up what Charlemagne said a couple months ago, which was that the hip hop community better embrace. These two guys for doing what everybody wanted them to do and what the, the community embraces and shit like that. So pretty much what he was saying was that like we better embrace these dudes when they come out. And I'm glad to see that that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like that, it's been a big thing. I really do feel like right now a Bobby Schmurda verse is probably worth a lot just because of his hype and everything that's going on around him. But um, yeah, welcome home, Bobby. Um, I can't wait to hear some new music. And uh, I hope I hope this shit can keep rolling, man. You know, it's just, it's just this is dope. True, true. Like I said before, I've I always thought that Bobby would come out and be successful and could be successful. I mean, obviously, fuck if six nine could come out here and kind of have at yeah. least success out the gate, ain't no reason in the world that Bobby can't. Because Bobby was looked at more popularly and more friendly, friendlyly. I don't know what the word is. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> but the hip hop community embraced Bobby more. Is what I'm trying to say. Right. The off the rip. So like I said, I want nothing but success for Bobby as he comes out of out of fucking prison. Uh, he deserves it. Like I said, he, he he stood up for his man. He did what the fuck he was supposed to do. Um, right. But the coolest thing about it, and I have to say, like I know this nigga's boosted because I know he's getting paid off of this, is after the date the the day he got out of jail. So Monday the twenty second, which was only a few oh, yeah. days ago, his streams shot up by six hundred and twenty four percent. Six hundred twenty-four. I was part of it because you damn sure. As soon as I saw that he was out, and I seen that uh, hot boy was tre- or hot nigga was trending, mm-hmm. dog. As soon as I fucking seen that shit, I played that shit, and it took me back to 2015 or 2014, whenever that was. And that sh- that just still hits, dog. Exactly. That just still hits. That just still hits differently. And I feel like that's that's a song that was like you know crazy levels of, of, of famous you know that 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 song was was everywhere true his streams went up 624 percent as oh, of yeah. monday and i think that's an excess of three uh 3.7 million dollars just in streams alone what? Mm-hmm. that's what the article said 
Shit, I mean, I hope he's still independent, or I don't know if he's independent or not, but I hope he sees some portion of that money and it doesn't just go to his... He was independent when he know, went in, right? Honestly, I don't know, because I remember he was in a... There was like a... a oh, you know what? Actually, I think he is, because I remember he was signed to a company and then they dropped him, I guess, because they didn't want to give him money for you know lawyers, because they thought he was done, True. I guess, is what it was. Well, I mean, then if he was signed, then that company probably still gets some of that money, because the... Uh, right. I don't know what else to say right. the royalties, right. but probably, like, you know, they own the master, so obviously they're going to get money off of that, too. But, I mean, right. still, what is it? It's been not even a week. Like, he got out on Monday, today, Saturday. Like, in a week, it's been 3.7 mil. And I don't even know if that's over the week. That could just been a couple of days, you know what I'm saying? Nah, for sure. Nah, but let me just let me just point out, I don't know if you've seen the video floating around of him in the club. This man is the only famous person that I've seen wearing a mask out in public. Let me just put that out there. The nigga had the full mask on when he was in his club and in his little welcome home celebration. And somebody walked up to them, poured him a drink, and was like, yo, you want some? He was like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And he just was like, I got my juice right here. I'm saying this, this nigga been locked up with niggas who probably got coronavirus all around him. He is not trying to get sick after he just came home. No, but what kind of surprised me was the whole drink thing, too. I, I don't know if it was just the corona thing or maybe he doesn't. He really doesn't want to go back to jail, obviously. You know, so he's probably like, man, I don't want to drink. I don't want to do none of that. I just want to be able to be out here and not have to worry about being in jail. Exactly. Like, I, you know, thank God I've never actually been to jail. But I could imagine after being in a place like that for so long, after being in such a tense, you know, always aggressive type of environment, it must feel good to be able to, like, be able to go to sleep and not have to worry about some shit happening. Mm -hmm. So um, I just feel like Bobby probably is just enjoying that, obviously enjoying being around his family. And uh, yeah. And, you know, like we were saying before the show, I think a big reason why uh, the hip hop community has embraced Bobby the way they have these last, this last week, pretty much. Cause you got guys from all over, the, uh, all over the country, all over the world, like praising them artists, uh, rappers. I seen YG say, on, on his Instagram a couple of days ago that this is, this is what it's supposed to be. And like, this is what it's supposed to look like when, you know, you do your time and you don't, you don't tell and, you know, you pretty much hold your shit. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a big reason of that. And, you know, we, we mentioned this earlier is that the whole six, nine thing, you know, the whole him kind of showing us how not to do it. It kind of put extra emphasis on somebody who is doing it the right way. Now, you know, like we were saying, you know, you, you always said that you felt like, you know, Bobby had the star power to come back regardless. And while I do think that that's true, I feel like um, what's really kind of launching him into like the next stratosphere of, of celebrity and just, you know, just hype around him. I think it has a lot to do with how 6 9 handled essentially the same situation, which was that he was in trouble along with his group of people and, you know, people around him. The difference is that Bobby didn't tell. He actually took more years, showed more loyalty than than he really had to. And he pretty much, you know, it, it's just highlighted more, I feel, when you got a guy who's doing like 100% the opposite of what you're supposed to do. So honestly, 6ix9ine could have snitched and all this other shit. And we would have never really known the depth of some shit if he didn't come out and just was like, you know, praising himself for doing it or saying, yeah, fuck, I snitched, blah, blah, blah. What was I supposed to yeah. do? Blah, 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 blah. If he kind of like, I mean, I'm sure there's ways to keep shit quiet. I mean, even yeah. in court, like, yeah, shit's going to get out about what happened, but there's no right. need for all the extra about, you know, the extra details uh, going towards what happened. Cause I mean, that can definitely change anyone's view on what happened. Like, okay, six, nine is out. 
uh, all the rest of the niggas is in. Of course, somebody would probably be, oh, he probably snitched, blah, 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 blah. But there would have been no confirmation, so there, it wouldn't have been as much backlash or any backlash, really, especially d- among his fans. But now that we know that that nigga went out there and he's come on and confirmed it lyrically, video, edit, you know, footage of him talking, all this other shit, Everything. like, it just makes him seem worse. And I feel like everybody... I mean, like we said, he was a spectacle when it came out. Everybody was tuned into the 6ix9ine show because it was a spectacle. I don't feel like it's going to be that same way with Bobby. Like, yeah, everybody's boosted. They're probably going to be following him around and shit. But he ain't going to be doing... I don't think he's going to be doing any dumb shit because this nigga has already sat for a long time. Like you said, he took his man's time, did even more time than what he originally got. So I don't feel like this nigga's going to be going out there trolling niggas on the internet, doing all type of wild shit out, you know, in public and shit. He's going to go out here. He's going to chill. He's going to do what the fuck he needs to do or what he wants to do. And then... He's going to chill. Like, I mean, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, we already know that this nigga is, pro- is on um on probation. Like, <laughs> easily, this nigga's right. on probation no, yeah. for the next couple years. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why go out and even nah. try and fuck your shit up like 6ix9ine be doing all nah. that? Nah. See, here, here's the thing. If Bobby, and I really hope it plays out this way for him, if he just lays low for the next five years, you know, sticks to music and does everything by the book, Man, when you off of probation in five years, then you could really start living. And I think at this point, he'll only be like in his late twenties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's so, young as shit. He's young as shit. So even even after being in jail for the last six to seven years, I feel like he still has a lot of life to live. And I feel like I'm I'm glad to see that he's handling this in a smart way, in a mature way. Because you know, a lot of people they'll think, "Fuck, I want to go out there and do all this shit right now," but dog. You're literally one of the hottest, you know, names right now, just based off of the hype, the music, everything. And if you really play your cards right, like you can make this shit last well into your 30s and 40s and hopefully the rest of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. So just relax and, you know, just lay low. And, and I'm, I'm glad to see that that's what he's doing. Exactly. And I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like, there's like this huge line of rappers who have come out of jail and been super super successful so there's not a whole bunch of patterns that he can follow but i can think of shit like the last one that i can think of off the top of my head was fucking remy remy ma like follow Mm -hmm. her plan Mm -hmm. get on that music shit right away release some shit that you people have been you know waiting to hear you rhyme yeah release some shit get on that shit and then fucking chill because that's all the fuck she did she couldn't leave new york she couldn't travel blah 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 but she still managed to make a bunch of guap in that first yep. year that she was out and then once her probate i don't even know if she's still on probation but you know once the probation either lightened or it ended or whatever it was because it was a while she got out you know she was able to go around and do what the fuck she needs to do that's exactly what bobby needs to do do your music shit yes. people i mean like shit with the age of the internet people can send you files you can work with people can oh, come yeah. to new york to chill with you to blah, blah 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 they probably want to anyway so yeah like just fucking you know do what you got to do grind it out for a couple years you know suffer for a little bit you it's not like yep. you can't make money as a rapper yeah, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can still make money. It's, maybe it's not as much as you can going on a world tour, but it's but see here, still enough to maintain. You know what I'm saying? Like until you can. Here, here's the thing, right? Like I would imagine after being locked up for the last, you know, five, six years or seven years, that like, all right, even I feel like this should be sufficient enough to like these guys that like, you know, you have all this money. I know you have all this money to to want to do all this shit, but like, just lay low and then, like I was saying, you know, push your way back out once this shit kind of clears away but you know I'm, i don't know i'm just glad to see that bobby's doing it the right way and i don't know man i i i just like i said in comparison with the whole six nine thing i just i feel like it's it's night and day and how he's going about it for sure let's just say that there's not much that bobby can do to make himself look worse than six nine 
No, oh, no. Nah. He'd have, <laughs> and honestly, I, I would, I would say he'd have to come out and say some fucked up shit about a group of people. Yeah. But the truth is, even then, it wouldn't be as fuck as because Six Nine has already done something of that nature, and people already hate him, and he's a fucking rat. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's just, there's very little that he could do to kind of stoop down to to his level. But I don't know, man. And, and you know, even um, even like, cause I, I don't know if you heard like the whole um, the whole like six nine thing where he was saying about King Von last weekend during the, during uh, Instagram live, pretty much talking about him and, and saying oh you know saying wild shit about about pretty much a dead man. Now that was like a whole thing when he was talking to one of his friends. But here's here because he. he and then, and then this was his reasoning for it, right? Which was, oh, I'm doing it, but if y'all doing it, it's cool. Lil Dirk does it all the time, but because it's me, y'all don't want me to do it, right? And and I heard academics say sometimes it's better to be like than than to be right. But I was like, no, you stupid motherfucker. It has nothing to do with being liked or being right. It's just here's the thing. It's one thing for somebody who lives a certain lifestyle to talk about some shit like that. But it's another thing for somebody who's never been in that situation, never been through the dangers of living that lifestyle and written in reality, and and, and to, to say shit like that. You know what I mean? Like 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 let's be honest. I would never say some shit like that because I've never been through the real dangers of doing that. That's why I'm not qualified. There's just some shit that you're not qualified to speak. Exactly. And, and, and I feel like in this case, that's the case with six nine. You know, it has nothing to do with him being liked or unlike. And it has everything to do with him being a fraud. You know what I mean? Like your your average person, your regular uh, civilian, isn't telling people uh, we're smoking on your dead man's or, or or we're pissing on your dead man's grave or you know shit like that. You know, like that. That's just not something a civilian would say. That's something a gangster would say. And I feel like a gangster is somebody who's been through that shit, lived that lifestyle, and done everything that you know revolves around that so i just feel like that's why people are kind of like yo shut the fuck up like why are you even saying that like you know you, you're not going to be touched because you're a snitch mm-hmm. you're a, you're a fucking federal informant you know niggas aren't gonna there's you have a, a, a like 20 fucking big ass security around you so like why why do you feel like you could say that when you're not even in like pretty much in the street to mm-hmm. to to get hit pretty much so it's like i don't know i, I just it just blows me that guys like DJ academics kind of really just show that their bias kind of it just it just pokes through so much now. And at first I kind of overlooked it, but now with all this shit going on, it's just so evident, dog, that this nigga academics is on his dick because it's like, dog, it got nothing to do with six nine not being liked and Dirk being liked. Exactly. Dirk, Dirk is somebody who people you know see to be from this kind of lifestyle. And, and, and to be from where they actually invented talking about all this shit. So he's part of, it's part of him. And for 6ix9ine to be saying that, it's like, yo, you really, you haven't done shit. Like, you really don't have no business talking like that. So that's why I feel like he's not recepted the same as, as Dirk would be. Oh, no. I, I mean, I kind of I kind of look at it this way, right? There's a certain, like you said, like, we're civilians. So, like, we know some shit about people, the way people move. Because we've either yeah. seen it or we've kind of been exposed to it. We know what is yeah. some of the most disrespectful shit that you can do to niggas in the game. And, yeah. you know, what, a, what, what, what will piss niggas off, but ultimately will not get a response or not get like a retribution. Right. But I mean, I feel like whether you gangster in the game, whatever, you civilian, whatever, whatever, you fuck around with somebody's loved one grave. 
that's just going to set them off. And I mean, I feel like yeah. that's one of the most disrespectful things that you can do is fuck yeah. with a dead person because they can't defend themselves back yeah. or they can't get back at you. They can't say nothing. And yeah. so he's out here essentially still perpetuating the same shit that he was when he was with the nine trays. Like he had the nine trays behind him and he acted gangster hard, blah, 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 blah. Now that he's not with them, he's got all his security, which is, I guess, replaced the nine trays for muscle, but he's still trying to be out here, be all gangster and shit like that. And just like, like you said, we already know that you're not about that life. So why go and do one of the most disrespectful things or say some of the most disrespectful shit that you could say to niggas about their mans that is gone and think that it's gonna be okay that no one's gonna have anything to say to you or no one's gonna see you like it just makes no yeah. sense i mean like there's certain shit like i don't claim to be gangster at all but there's some shit that if someone says to me about my family or my loved ones mm. i'm coming to see you point blank period i don't give a fuck yeah so yeah. if i'm Absolutely. that way i can only imagine how these niggas who are in the street and move certain ways and have the ability to really come see you and take you the fuck mm. out how they would yeah. react to some shit and, and and then here's the thing, right? That like a lot of people, like obviously six nine fans, are like, "Oh, why hasn't six nine been touched yet? Why hasn't he been touched yet?" And I'm like, "Dog, y'all got it." Like, and, and I really hope that people don't let these dumbass little kids force them to jump out the window and throw their whole life away right now, like right away, just because they're telling them to do some shit right now, or whatever the case may be. Because here's the thing, right? Like, this guy is less than a year away from off from being a federal informant. You know what I mean? So he's probably under like federal surveillance. Like people are probably looking around like at him and shit like that. So like you probably wouldn't want to do anything to him if you were to want to do something to him right now. So it's like God. What the one thing about six nine is that he has to look over his shoulder for the rest of his life, and not just over his shoulder, but over the shoulder of his fucking family, of his daughter, of his baby mama, of anybody who's anybody around him. And, and and the crazy thing is, right? And I'm not I'm not wishing nothing negative against anybody, but I'm just saying that this is typically how it goes. That when you fucking think you're you're riding off into the sunset and you make, because nobody's gonna touch him as a famous rapper. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna he's gonna still be he's gonna be good as a successful rapper, as as somebody who's making money. But when his career starts to die down and he starts to fade into irrelevancy. He's gonna think he's gonna be able to just ride off into the sun, into the sunset, and that's when shit's gonna turn left. Because there's some things that that last a whole lifetime, dog. And when people, when the eyes are off of you, when all the attention is off of you, and when you when you feel like you you only have to pay for one, you know, protective person around you instead of five or six, uh-huh. that's when shit's gonna go left. And I'm telling you, and that's why it's such a crazy thing. And it's the funny thing is this, right? The six nine is still young. Like he doesn't he hasn't matured to the point where he might because you know we all do dumb shit when we're young that when we get older we're like damn that was pretty fucking stupid of me to do true but he's gonna get to a point where he realizes that this shit is fucking stupid and it's already too late i want to say that like he's just out here fucking up though because most of us i feel like most of us grow up once we hit the court system <laughs> if any of us have yeah, to hit the court enough. system for any reason it kind of just like, right. all right, now, nigga, you can't, you just can't be out here being stupid and blah, blah, blah yeah. anymore. Like, no, you got to get your shit together so that you at least don't end up in this fucking situation anymore. Right. No, but I mean, this nigga, like, he, he's like t- easily 25, 26 years old, whatever, but he has not grown up in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. He is a multimillionaire, which means he's seen the world in different ways than other people, and yet he still hasn't grown up that way. 
Uh, yeah, he's right. been through the courts. He's been through the worst parts of the court system and still hasn't grown up. So mm-hmm. at this point, by the time that this nigga turns 30, if he hasn't straightened up and fly right, he's not going to. And I mean, it's only, it's still a few years away, but at the same time, like, it's just not all the shit that has happened to this man at this point, uh, even getting kidnapped and all that other shit, getting his ass beat. He still has not figured out that you can't do this dumb, childish, ignorant bullshit. And it's kind of sad to watch because it's just like, it's like you're watching a child try and take the round tube and put it in a star shaped hole. Like, it's just yeah. not going to work, but this little ignorant motherfucker yeah. just keeps trying and trying and trying and is banging his shit yeah. and being loud and ignorant because he can't get it to work. That's mm-hmm. what I see 6 9 is at this point. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I just hope that everybody, you know, I guess around in the industry just stops paying him attention. Mm-hmm. Artists, you know, who run into him, just avoid him and just ignore him into into obscurity, you know what I mean? And and I feel like that's really how it's going to be the death, probably literally and figuratively, of, of fucking 6 9 because at that point, he needs the attention. Like, I, I was, I actually watched the, um, the 6ix9ine documentary that came out on Showtime that I think I suggested on the, on the, on the podcast last week. Uh-huh. And, and, and a lot of people around him say that, that he's, he just wants attention. Like, you know, I guess as a kid, he didn't get the attention or whatever they wanted to paint out, but hey, that's why he does it. That's why he does it. She wants the attention from people. So once people stop giving a fuck about him, he's going to stop making money. His fucking, he's probably going to be emotionally fucked up about it because that's what he's been feeding off this whole time. Uh-huh. And on top of that, you've literally dissed so many, like there's so many people, like, and then that's, that's the crazy part about it, right? Is that you make so many enemies, right? That if somebody does something to you, the police isn't even going to know who the fuck did it. Uh-huh. Cause there's just too you know, many suspects. <laughs> it's too many suspects. You got the whole fucking group of people you put into jail, uh, uh, for snitching on them. One, uh-huh. you got a whole bunch of people that you're dissing. People's dead homies, people's fucking parent families, all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yo, you, it's like, I heard somebody say it's like a kamikaze mission. Like, you're just like on a mission of self destruction at this point. Basically. And I, I hate to see him fall, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting for her to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be tuning in with some binoculars and some more shit. So, this is the type of nigga you know? that swears that he can go on top of like a 20 story building and do like a bunch of flips, dips, and tricks and then land into the pool. And then, you yep. know, it's going to end up just hitting the fucking side of the water like three feet from where he needed to be. <laughs> hitting the side of the yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, same That's episode. exactly what it's going to be. I mean, that is exactly what it's going to be, man. Enough of that nigga I swear to God Every week We always talk about We ain't never Or every time we do A regular episode We talk about We ain't never Gonna bring this nigga up And then he just Does some more Ignorant shit That requires us To drag him Like I don't get it Let me just say this This is the first Video of his This new video That I just didn't Even watch or listen to So And I feel like That's progress Yeah Basically Because I ain't heard The video I ain't heard The song yet I ain't heard Nothing so And, and the first Couple of joints That he put out Just out of curiosity and i guess just sheer just wanting to know what it was i kind of i tuned in and i listened to it a couple times but this last one i was just like you know what first of all it probably is the same exact generic fucking sounding sound that he has on every song yeah and and i'm just like yo there's there's so many other people that will satisfy my need for ignorant loud music (laughs) other than 
If that is not the most eloquent way to put that shit. <laughs> I'm saying, dog. I'm saying, bro. So you know what I mean. So fuck that nigga. We out. We out on that. You know, we we not we not talking about that. Man. Fuck it. Let's fuck let's go. Let's go to my man though, uh, Freddie Gibbs, who was on on the Joe Rogan podcast, yes. uh, and said some wild shit. And I mind you, hey, if y'all haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it because this shit is four hours long. And what I, I've been listening to it at work for the last like three days. That's how long Jesus this Christ. And, but it, it's it's funny and, and I really think the dynamic between ignorant as Freddie Gibbs saying some crazy ass shit like he shot a fucking crackhead with a tech nine five times and Joe Rogan just reacting to it is like the funniest shit ever. <laughs> Did you see that clip? Where I, he was just like I heard oh. I've heard the clip. I haven't seen the clip yet. But like I, yeah. I heard. Uh, I think they did it on the Breakfast Club or some shit like that, where uh, some one of them oh, was talking okay. about it. And I, and now I need to go watch this clip though because just the the casualness in the way that Freddie just kind of said it, I was just like, nigga, what the fuck? You know, how you casually bring up the fuck that you shot a nigga nine times? That don't make no type of sense. Was it Fifty Cent that you shot, nigga? Like what? Listen, listen, listen. Damn, and you know this is some real shit because this is a crackhead back in the day. I shot that nigga nine times with a tech nine and he kept running down the alley. Hmm. Over a twenty two. <laughs> hey he got Joe Rogan. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yo That shit had me rolling, dog. I was like, yo, you gotta love this man, dog. That's, That's how you know is- Joe had Joe no had- idea how to respond to that. <laughs> none. None. No, and, and and that's the thing that you know. Obviously, if you if you follow Freddie Gibbs, may, maybe not if you follow his music, but like if you follow him on Instagram or any social media platform, you kind of see Freddie's personality, and you kind of see that he's kind of a very kind of like he doesn't really have much of a filter. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I don't know. I just feel like Joe Rogan's audience and his just his demographics don't really cater to that kind of you know language and shit like that so shall we call them polar opposites <laughs> possibly but, well I don't, I don't know about polar opposites because i'm talking about his fan base and freddie not not <laughs> no and, and even that I, I wouldn't say polar opposites just because i don't think joe rogan joe rogan's audience is super like you know soft or anything like that i think it's a certain level of like dudeism in there but what i'm saying is that like i feel like joe rogan kind of being Somewhat of like an older man at this point. I think he's probably in his fifties now. He probably just wasn't expecting to hear some wild shit like that. So it was just funny to to see him react to that. And it was just like, hmm, okay. Now let's uh, just take a pause real fast to to the fact that that you highlighted the word I'm putting quotations around is dudeness when I'm sure that you meant gringoness. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fact. <laughs> Not to disparage or dissuade anybody who's listening, hey, but listen, that's how I read that. <laughs> part of being in college is learning how to offend white people without really saying some racist ass ah, shit. <laughs> truer words, my friend. Truer words. I'm trying to tell you. So shout out to all my educated young niggas out here yes, finding sir. out elegant ways to to offend Yakubians out here. That's another one. That's another one for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Going back, taking it back, because yo, we haven't said Yakubians on the podcast in a long time. We haven't time. said it in a long time. Yeah. Here we are back. Yakubian <laughs> devils. They out here keeping out for it them. all circles back around eventually. It all <laughs> it all circles back around, man. It all circles back around. But yes, man, like I said, there's a lot of Yakubianness 
in uh, Mr. Rogan's podcast. And I just like the fact that Freddie kind of came in here and just laid out straight rawness. And like I said, it was four hours of this. And it's just like a good, a good back and forth between somebody from Joe Rogan's world and fucking, you know, Freddie Gibbs, who's, you know, his nickname is uh, Gangsta Gibbs. Uh, Freddie Kane. Uh-huh. And, you know, you, you hear, you know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? If you're a Freddie Gibbs fan, you know what you're getting into. Exactly. So. I just I don't know. We just thought it was it was hilarious, and uh, if you haven't seen that, go ahead and check that out. It kind of sucks now because now to listen to the whole episode, you got to get on Spotify now. But Spotify is free, and this is not a sponsorship at all. But Spotify, if y'all want to give us a shout out or something, I don't know, give us some sort of something. Holla! Holla at it, baby. Hey, yo, shout out to all of our listeners on Spotify because we see you out there. We see y'all, man. We see y'all. We definitely see y'all. So definitely shout out to y'all if y'all listen to us on Spotify. Since we're bringing up the name Spotify. So give us a fucking call, man. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, man, but definitely check out the Freddie Gibbs. Uh, at least check out the clip, man. I thought, I thought that shit was funny. And I think it's tight that, you know, hip hop and rappers are kind of making this, breaking this mold kind of in, into, into different audiences. And I, and I think that that's what they, they should do a lot. I think that's how. You expand and just, you know, just get a new audience. That's true. But let me let me ask you something regarding Freddie, which I've been trying to remember to do the whole time. Uh, do okay. you think that this is a brand of self-snitching? Like this could eventually possibly come back to bite him in the ass? Because we always talk, we we hear a lot of people talk about self-snitching. You know, when you go, there's been a lot of uh, rumors recently. We'll put rumors in, in air quotes about motherfuckers going on and doing interviews and shit and saying certain shit. And then all of a sudden, whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Look, I'm going to just say that I feel that because this is kind of like a, it's kind of like a stand-up, like a stand-up show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like you kind of have to take what people say with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think that Freddie Gibbs was like being honest here. I think he was just kind of exaggerating a little bit. And even if he wasn't, right, I don't know if that would be enough to convict somebody like, all right, let, let's just say this ha- let's just say this hypothetically happened 10 years ago, right? Let's mm-hmm. just hypothetically say that, right? I'm pretty sure Freddie Gibbs would know by now that they're looking at him as a person of interest of, of something like that happening, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like because if, if he would have known that, he obviously wouldn't say something like this. But because I'm pretty sure there's nobody looking for the murderer or the shooter of a fucking crackhead, crackhead from 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why he said it because it was a very generic statement. He didn't say where, he didn't say when. Exactly. He could have just said, "Yeah, I was just joking." But at so, the same time, well, I mean, I, I was gonna say, trying to be in white devil's advocate. What about the whole situation with like R. Kelly, where it took the surviving R. Kelly jump to come out before the FBI started looking at all of this, and then he got locked up and shit after that. I was listen. like, do you think it could be some shit like that? Although, I'm not going to say, like, as I think about it, like you said, it was a very generic statement. There wasn't very much information in it, as versus the R. Kelly jump. Niggas was getting <laughs> shit that worked for R. Kelly. So, I was going to say, do you think that kind of ties it? But let me go ahead and just draw that back, because it's <laughs> a lot of Nigga, man, you're shit. forgetting the one thing about this. These were young women, and this is a fucking crackhead. <laughs> I respectfully strict my, re- my 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 statement from the record. <laughs> statement retracted. <laughs> nah, hey, nah, r- real shit though. Um, look, man, I I don't think. Now, granted, you know, I, I don't know 
I hope Freddie Gibbs is smart enough to not say nothing that could potentially really actually implicate him in, in a certain you know situation or another. So we're we're just hoping that this was all and you know just shits and giggles that he was saying it. But either way, I, I thought it was funny, and uh, you know, hopefully nothing comes out of this. <laughs> yeah, no bull. Let the self snitching supposedly stop. Right, right. <laughs> Facts. All right, and I mean, I'm gonna say this, and I, I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast before. If you didn't see this coming at the beginning, then I don't know where the fuck your mind was at. But it is confirmed official. Mm-hmm. Kimberly Kardashian West and Kanye West are getting a divorce. The paperwork yes. is in. They are no longer domiciling together, from what I understand. But like I said, if you didn't see this coming back when they first started dating, I'm surprised oh, yeah. they made it this long. That's that's just you know because let's, <laughs> let's let's be real, right? Let's be real. And I really do feel bad for Kanye because I almost feel like he might not ever find somebody that's really gonna understand. Cause I don't, dog. I just feel like at the beginning, Kim was like just like this trophy wife kind of. Like he just kind of wanted her for what she was and not who she was. That's just what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what ultimately ended up happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like it was like a weird relationship. And I feel like that's why Kanye. Like is happened what happened to him? I feel because I don't really feel like this was like a this, this is a really hot take. I really have no background to back this up or anything like that, right? I, it's just my take that I just don't feel like this relationship was based off of genuine liking for each other. I just think both of these people saw something that they could benefit from the other uh-huh. and they just decided to get married, have a family, and I'm sure they both made a whole lot of money because of the of them being together. I'm sure they did. Oh yeah. But I just feel like somebody like Kanye, like his emotional ass needs, as fucking corny as it sounds, needs like real love, like a genuine connection with somebody. And to be honest, I don't think these two ever really had it. And that's just my observation from the outside looking in. I don't have any information. There's no reason for me to say that. I'm just saying that's just what it looked like to me. And I feel like it happening the way it did kind of proves that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll say this. Um, kind of just completely going off of what you were saying. Like, I don't think that Kanye himself, because I mean, we all know that Kanye suffers from his from his mental problems, his emotional problems, whatever, yep. whatever. But I don't really think that Kanye loves himself, because I yeah. don't think he's ever kind of like been alone enough to deal with his shit and come to terms with shit and be like, okay, I'm cool with who the fuck I am. It doesn't matter what anybody think. Blase, blase, blase. Because when he started going through his emotional turmoil, when you need to kind of figure that out for yourself, that yes, I'm okay with who I am so that I can, I have to love, basically what I'm trying to say is I have to love me before I can love anybody else. And I don't think Kanye has done the work because he's never been alone long enough or sober long enough when he was alone to do the work to love himself which is why he like you said he jumped into this relationship because damn that's the baddest joan in the game i want to be all up on that that's why he went Mm -hmm. into that whole relationship they ended up getting married yeah blase blah they had their kids whatever their reason was blase blah like you said they made their money but i don't think kanye is going to be able to really love anybody until he can actually like sit down reflect come to terms with his shit and love himself and also i think that if kanye does get with another person this person doesn't need to be famous because if Kanye, no, no, no. if Kanye is not going to come to terms with shit and come to love himself and understand and blah, 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 he needs someone who is not famous and getting that attention to be able to give all that attention to him. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree one hundred percent. Um, and, and I feel like what you said that like the whole her pretty much being just the baddest girl in the game, like that is really what I guess at that time meant everything to Kanye. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like for Kim, again, I just felt like she. I'm not saying that she didn't care about him or anything like that, but I just feel like it wasn't as a solid, genuine connection as they might like to think it was. Just because of, I don't know. I just, I just feel like. You know, and and I'm sure we both thought this. Everybody thought this when they both got together at first. Like, yo, they don't really, like, I don't really see the combination. Like, Kanye is this crazy, you know, out there kind of guy. And Kim is just like a, kind of like a dunce, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, kind of like an airhead. Like, I would think that Kanye would be into, like, a super, you know, deep woman who's, like, into a lot of intricate shit and shit. Like, like that's what I would think Kanye would be into, just based off of his personality how he maneuvers his life and shit like that. I would think that that's what he'd be into. So that's why when he got with Kim, it just felt like pretty much what you were saying. Oh, this is the baddest running the game. Mm-hmm. Let me get with her. Let me establish myself as this power person with my bad fucking billionaire wife. You know what I mean? So I mean, I kind of think he know. was just trying to like walk in Jay Z's shoe. You know what I'm saying? Like he was trying to get. He was yeah. he was a badass producer in the game. Then he turned into one of the best rappers in the game. And then Beyonce and him. She was one of the baddest R&B Jones out there And then they got together But they actually had a genuine love Where they had been together for a long time They knew each other And you know They grew in that relationship Not only as lovers but friends And they got married eventually Blah 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 But he sees Oh well he got Beyonce You know Beyonce the baddest Joan over here Let me just go ahead and get another bad Joan I can be like Jay-Z And blah 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 That's what I really think Was a lot of the pushing factor But again I always The way I looked at them Especially when they was in public It looked like Kim Was always more emotionally invested in the relationship than Kanye. Because yeah. if you look at them in public, they'll be together. I have yet, I think I've seen one picture in like the six or seven years that they've been married. One mm. picture of them standing together, both smiling. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. And, and it's always like an off guard picture or something like that. It's mm-hmm. never like a, a posed picture where they're both like just happy to be. It'll be Kanye just like fucking looking miserable, stand out into like, into the, into the, Blankness, you know, and exactly. it's just crazy. Exactly. And what was it? There was the one meme where he's like, I think he's with Kim or something like that, and he's like smiling and smiling, and as soon as he sees the camera, his face just drops into that normal Kanye look. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I I think that she was more invested. I don't think it was a healthy relationship to begin with, and I know for you know for damn sure he wasn't trying to be on the Kardashians TV show. Nah, hell nah. That shit. That, honestly, that shit looked like it fucked him up even more than than everything else. On top of that, but. I don't know, man. I, I just look as I'm a huge Kanye fan. Always have been. I, I don't know if I always will be, just based off of his last year and a half and how he's been kind of moving. But as a as a fan of his music, I feel like I feel like he's a legend. I feel like he's a genius. I feel like he's everything that some people like to say he isn't. But I just really hope whatever happens in the next year or two, I hope this nigga Kanye has some sort of peace, at least in the divorce. I hope he finds peace with his kids and just peace in music. And hopefully this. This will develop him coming back stronger as a musician, which, in my opinion, he's been lacking the last five or so years. So hopefully he can come back. Agreed. Agreed. All right. And um, let me see. I saw an article recently that said, Yo, MTV Raps is coming back. But the catch is that it's not actually coming back to MTV because why would MTV show music <laughs> videos? I mean, that would just be kind of crazy for the TV sh- channel called Music Television to actually show music on television. 
listen, let me, let me let me just interrupt you right there. I seen uh like a clip from a TV guide of MTV and it showed their whole schedule of programming for the next week, right? It was mm-hmm. Monday from 12 a.m. to 12 uh, a.m. like just the slots, right? Like mm-hmm. what shows be coming on? Dog, do you know that ridiculousness had like no bullshit like 60% of the fucking time slots that week? Seriously? Like, like, uh, there's a good chance if you put on MTV right now, that ridiculousness will be on. There's like a very good chance, dog. And I, and I say that to say that the rest of the shows were nothing to do with music. And might I remind all you young motherfuckers out there that MTV legitimately and literally stands for music television. Mm-hmm. You may be too young to remember, but I remember back in the day you could look at a TV guy. And it would have like hour blocks or maybe two oh, hour man. blocks of just different shit. So like, let me see. In the morning, you'd have like an R&B chill out jump for a couple of hours. And then you yep. might have like a couple of the little random shows because they only had a few shows back in the day on MTV. They had Real yeah. World, Roll Rules. They had the, the dating show with Jenny McCarthy. And then they had like a couple of other show? random jumps. You remember that show where motherfuckers used to get like on a, on a bus? I oh yeah, that was next. that was the other one. Road rules. That was it. That's what I was trying to think of. They no, had no, road no, rules no. where they went around on the bus, and then they had real world where they had the house. No, no, it was another joint. It was like a dating show where like motherfuckers got onto a bus and then they went on a date, and then they were like next or not or some shit. Like I don't know. That might have been. Oh, that was time. called next. <laughs> I remember that shit was called was next. Was it, was it, was it called next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that was one of the like original MCD shows that I remember from way back when What's, they still gave like Nick. TRL. And shit like that That's not even as far back as I'm, I'm talking about the, the dating show I'm talking about Was called Singled Out And it was 50 guys And 50 girls To see who was gonna Get together By the end of the show And it was the most Ridiculous right. shit in the world But yeah Like you used to have blocks I mean You'd have Yo MTV Raps That would be on for two hours You'd have Headbangers Ball mm-hmm. Which is all the metal shit Then you'd have like Caribbean right. rhythms or whatever With all the with all the reggae And dance hall And all that other shit And they just had it split up and it was just It was beautiful Like I used to be able to watch Music videos before I go to school In the morning Like what the fuck It was vicious That shit used to be vicious dog Cause you would find out About shit you probably Would never hear On the radio Or just whatever You know what I mean Exactly And, and that would be tight Like I, I feel like You know that's how I feel like that's how A lot of like Cause you know Let's be real A lot of urban youth They, they I feel like a lot of A lot of us listen to like Rock and You know Alternative rock And shit like that mm-hmm. And I feel like A lot of times That's how Sometimes I say you find out about this shit Like you would just leave the channel on mm-hmm. And then you might be You know Cleaning your room or some shit And then A fucking Nirvana song Or a Chili Pepper song Comes on And you're like Oh shit This is pretty tight Yo for, because and, Because of old MTV I found out about um, The Chili Peppers I found out about Nirvana I found out about um, What do you call it Aerosmith Metallica All them bands Because right, of that Incubus Everything Smashing man, Pumpkins All of them So Yeah yeah, no, and, and again, I, I feel like that's kind of hard to do now, even on YouTube, because you could just say, oh, just put on YouTube. But I feel like now, it's like the the algorithm kind of reads into what you already listen to, so it just suggests other shit that's kind of similar to what you already listen to. Mm-hmm. So there's not that accidental, oh, I just randomly listened to this genre that I've never listened to. Yep. But um, I don't know, it's just, it's just crazy to think about, like, you know how you were saying that back then there was TV guides and you would have to turn to like channel 60 or 30. I forgot which one it was to find out like the, Oh yeah. The, the TV guy channel. Yep. Yeah. 
Yo, that was a different struggle that you little niggas will never have to live. And you should thank God about that every day. Because if you missed your channel and you wanted to see what was coming on it, you'd have to wait like another minute and a half for your shit to come back around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, shit, just be even before we had that jump, you had to have the regular TV guy that came in either the newspaper or the one that you had to buy, the small one. And if you ain't buy no TV guy, nigga, you had no idea what was going to come on TV unless you already had <laughs> knew that schedule for that channel. So, yeah. Hey, yo, we, we really lived in a different time, dog. I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. Tell me, y'all little millennials, y'all got it good. Y'all had the whole internet. Y'all can find every answer you've ever wanted. You remember back in the day, I used to ask somebody, I used to ask my mom or a teacher, yo, how do you spell this word? They'd be like, go look it up in the dictionary. How am I gonna look it up if I don't know how to spell it? Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yo, you know, and that's, you know what's crazy about your fucking phone, dog? You can spell whatever word in the fucking dictionary completely wrong. Like 100% wrong, and it'll still be like, oh, did you mean this? And yes, nigga, that's exactly what I meant. Thank yep. you for knowing exactly what I meant. Exactly. <laughs> but that was impossible with dictionaries. Mm -mm. Like back then, like like you might think a word starts D-E-S-T, and it really is D-I-S-T. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that you're supposed to look for it in the E's instead of the I's, nigga, then you're fucked. You're going to be mm -hmm. looking for I-D-I for like hours and not find it. Tell you the truth. One of the most fucked up words I ever had to look up and was lost for a minute was fucking possum. Because I didn't realize the word possum started with a O. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking in the P's and I'm all fucked up. I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, hey, that is the dumbest fucking word in the English language. I swear on everything, dog. Opossum. Like, what the fuck? Fuck a silent first letter. Yo. <laughs> yo, hey, yo, no bullshit, son. Complete sidetrack here, dog. But the fact that the English language has silent letters. Yeah. Like, no like it just, it, it's crazy. Like, it's like, yo, there's really no need for any of this. Like, it, it, it's crazy. So y'all just decorating a word for no reason. Like, <laughs> really? No, and, and the crazy thing is, right, in other languages, things are how they sound out. Mm -hmm. Like, if you sound out the sounds that they make, you can pretty much say the fucking word. But in English, that's not, that's very rarely the case, dog. It's, it's fucking nuts. And that's I mean I feel sorry for anybody who's had to learn English as an adult or like as a oh, as an yeah. older child because oh yeah that would fuck just just shit like there there and there that would have had fucked me all the way up <laughs> yeah. yeah you know why because that that kind of ridiculousness doesn't exist like in Spanish like mm -mm. like they there there and there it's two, it's three completely different words. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why he did that. Uh, the only thing that really fucks me up about Spanish is that it takes longer to say shit because you got to add words in t for shit to make sense. So it's just saying yeah. last week, you know, like like semana, semana pasada, like you got to add words. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and, no, that's true. But also the whole uh, feminine and masculine words. Yep. I feel like that that could be a little confusing. Um, and even for me, who you know, I'm Latino. When I was learning. Even though I learned Spanish first, but obviously when I was learning Spanish as a kid, you know, I would sometimes say feminine words and with a masculine finish, which was like, uh, let's say I'm looking for uh, my car. It's el carro. I will, you know, you might say la carro or some, you know, so, or some shit like that. That's just yeah. that's a probably a bad example, but you guys get what I'm talking about. And, and I just feel like that might be something that's kind of confusing but nigga that's nothing compared to the english language and silent letters <laughs> and, and i before e's and all kinds of wild dumbass rules and and triple theirs and and they are's and yours and 
all kinds of stupid fucking rules. The apostrophes, man. The apostrophes. <laughs> oh my god. No, you're talking about the shit that's like, does it go after the S or before the S? Mm-hmm. Or shit like that. Like, dumb. It don't make no sense. But dragging it back to MTV raps, um, <laughs> do you think that something like this would work these days? Because when we've already, I've lived through Yo MTV raps, uh, you've lived through as well as I have through TRL and Rap City the Basement. They were all great for back in the day, but like, do you think Yo MTV raps is gonna work? In a society right now Or in a in a music genre right now Where music videos are not really The draw Because back in the day music videos were entertaining Even the most, more basic ones from back in the 80s Were a little bit more entertaining Than they are today I mean a lot of them are similar Just because they're so similar yeah. And they're just you know people hanging out blah 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 But like do yeah. you think that that is Going to be something that Either survi- is able to survive and nowadays or is and is it gonna make videos better or do you think it's just gonna like well, maybe one season at most look i just well for one i think you were saying it wasn't gonna come on mcu it was gonna come on like a streaming oh yeah it's gonna service. come on a new streaming service called paramount paramount plus yeah and even and even then right i just feel like with music videos now people you know you watch it on the go you might watch it on your phone you know it's i don't know i just feel like it's like I don't know about you, though, but I very rarely watch TV. You know what I mean? Like, sit down and watch. Unless it's, like, a sport or, like, an event or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I usually watch YouTube videos or, you know, Hulu, Netflix, HBO Plus, all that shit. Yeah. So, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that they would really have to get, like, for lack of better terms, get with the times and just find a way to incorporate it into what might work today. Because I feel like if you just try to do pretty much what it was before i don't see that working just because i feel like our attention spans are, are like way smaller than they were mm-hmm. you know 15 20 years ago so i just feel like they would have to find a way to keep people's attention because like i said i just don't see people sticking around for an hour-long show yeah. now like, it, like it's crazy like even i've noticed that in myself that like if i'm watching something that's longer than like 30 minutes i'm just like yo i need to put something else on like like i I just and then I feel like a fucking crack and I'm like, dog, I can't sit here and focus on one thing for an hour. That is crazy. I tell you, I I don't think it's gonna work very well myself personally because right now, like, okay, think about it. Back in the day when we had Yo MTV Raps, TRL, all that other shit, um, this was the way that you got to know about the rapper and you got to talk to them about projects and what they were doing and blah 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 blah. We get all that on social media now, so yeah, we don't right. need that. Plus, a lot of the times that when people went on shows like that, it was to get that further exposure to an even bigger audience. We don't really need that right now with the Internet like that. Yeah. So I don't yeah, really right. I mean, unless y'all are actually just going to be showing music videos. I don't know what else y'all would sprinkle in there right now that would keep people's attention. Like you said, to watch like an hour long program on regular TV mm-hmm. uh, about music right. videos that you could just pull up on YouTube individually. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they would have to come with something special. In order to get people, to, I mean, I mean, it's not even on TV; it's on a streaming service. So, like, it's gonna, it's gonna right. be even more special. It's got to be even more special for people to view it, let alone get the fucking new streaming service that is on in order to try and watch it. Like, yo, let me let me just say this though. I feel like what TV is ten years from now will be. I feel like aside from streaming services, I don't think there will be any like cable channels aside from uh, channel like local channels and news channels and shit like that. But like programming, I don't think that TV like that even is a thing anymore almost because 
people are so, like I said, you know, on the run or on the go and watching TV on their phones or mm-hmm. watching TV on their computers or whatever that, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just going to be crazy to see what TV transforms into. No, you're right. Because, I mean, less and less people get cable. But now there's so many damn streaming services. If you want to watch all the stuff that you could have watched with a bunch of cable channels, now you got to pay for like six to seven different streaming services, which is going to be about the same amount as getting some cable packages. So, I mean, like, it, it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a trap. But at the same time, like, Either way, we were screwed because it was like you're paying for a bunch of different ser- streaming services now, or you pay for a bunch of fucking cable channels that you don't even watch a quarter of. Like, so I was about to say, at least, at least we're paying for shit that like we watch and like isn't just for no fucking reasons. That's one thing I will say. True, true. But I mean, overall, yeah, I don't think MTV, yo, MTV Raps is really gonna make it in a new day. I just feel like those type of shows are just dated. Like, I mean. The, the 80s and the 90s were perfect for that in the, in the early 2000s. But I mean, as yeah. you know, as technology has increased, we don't really need a fucking video show on cape on TV. And I mean, it's something this is something y'all could do on YouTube. And yeah, y'all could do that on YouTube every yeah. day and still make a rack of money. So I mean, yeah. I don't get it. But hey, it. It sounds like I was excited at first. I'm not going to lie because I, I hate to tell you how many hours I spent in front of the fucking TV watching MTV and watching music videos. Hey, let me, let me just say what that was. Nostalgia, man. Yeah, we've basically. Talked about, we've talked about it before on this show with me and all my albums and shit like that. And, and it's, no, it's always like that where like some shit that you liked as a kid, you're just, oh, this is coming back. But then you start to think about it like logically, like how's that going to work in today's world? And you're like, oh, okay, that probably won't work in today's world. So then it's kind of back to disappointment. Exactly. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to talk to these people out here before we get up out of here for the day, sir? No, man, I think I'm good. Just definitely thank you all for tuning in and, and rocking with us for episode this week. And definitely stay tuned for the next incoming album reviews. I think we're doing, uh, what's the genre? Oh, yeah, Jim Jones, uh, Hustler's Poem, and... The new uh, CJ album, which have you have you heard uh, that song that, that I was telling you about? I haven't yet. I was planning on getting into listening to that album this weekend. But have you heard uh, like his? Because I think he has like one of the top songs in, in the country right now, which is uh, the Whoop Dee, Bitch on My Side is a Movie. Uh, it's like a New York drill song. Hmm. I don't think I heard that. No, it doesn't sound. If, if you hear if you hear, I'm sure you've, you've heard it like either they're riding around or like somebody around you's played it, I'm sure. But it, it, it's a pretty popular song, so I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard it. But okay. his, uh, his EP is uh, is one I, I chose for the joint. So. Okay. Yeah. But definitely, y'all, definitely check that out, y'all. Uh, we're going to be working on that in the next upcoming weeks. So um, definitely, man, thank y'all for rocking with us, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, now we're going to get into our su- suggestion slash recommendation section. Yes sir. Um, yes, sir. Anything you'd like to suggest or recommend out there for the folks today, sir? Yeah, I'm gonna go with a show that my man Drew recommended to me. Uh, it's called. It's an anime. It's on HBO Max. If you guys have that, or if you guys have Crunchyroll, or if you want to hit up the black market uh, plug on whatever website you choose. Hey, we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't fucking uh, judge from visiting the plug, as we like to say. Uh, but definitely check out Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a really good anime. Um, on, on HBO Max and other ones that I mentioned really dope uh, if you're into like the whole demon type of uh, animes and has you should definitely check this joint out it has really good animation this this joint is dubbed if you guys like you know are into the whole 
you know, subtitles and all that shit. So definitely check out Jujutsu Kaisen. I think it's different, but it's, it's really dope. So check it out. All right, bet. And uh, my suggestion for today is going to be a movie from 2003 called Identity. And it stars mm. John Cusack, Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet, and Alfred Molina. And basically, it's, a, it's, it's labeled as an American psychological mystery slasher film. Essentially, it is a, it's a mindfuck movie, like what I like to call the, uh, the psychological thriller movies, where you, I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but it's wild. It's um, basically about this person who is being tried for murder, but they're trying to at, like, figure out, uh, he's denying it and everything. And eventually they mm. turn out that the dude has multiple personalities, and I'll just leave it there. But the multiple personalities tie into the center of the movie. So if What'd you, you say like, identity. Okay. So yeah, check out this identity if you ever want a, a nice little psychological thriller that's that, that's a little bit of a head trip to watch. It kind of sounds like um, um what's that movie that came out? I think it was a Stephen King movie. Hmm. Uh hold on. Movie different what's that different personalities? Yeah, multiple personalities. Damn. Uh I'll tell you right now. Um God damn it. Oh, Split. Did you ever watch Split? I haven't watched Split yet, but it's on my movies uh, list to watch because I have to watch. Um, I have to watch Glass. Oh, my bad, that's M Night, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, but it's still got multiple personalities, and it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's different than this one uh, because they're trying to figure out essentially which personality is the one that committed the murder. Oh, okay, well, that's interesting. So yeah, it's 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 actually pretty vicious. But yeah, check that out if you get a chance. Bet 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 bet. Any other fragments of, of, of goodness you'd like to tell the folks out here or anything you'd like to tell them before we dip? Hey, look, man, I just want to let y'all know that your truly birthday is March 3rd, this upcoming Wednesday, y'all. Mm. So definitely shoot me a, 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 a happy G-Day or whatever on my joint if yes. y'all get the chance. Yes, sir. Or at the least, or at the least, pray to whoever you're praying to that we have a good year ahead of yours truly. So just want to give myself a shout out this this week you know hey. so a little different there you, you know? go there you go i love it i love it all right well on that note y'all know where y'all can find us y'all can find us for y'all listening pleasure on itunes iHeartRadio podcast addict stitcher yep. spotify radio republic google podcast and the g radio seven o'clock on thursday nights you can also yep. find us on instagram and twitter at hq podcast and yes that is all spelled out and lastly, you can find us by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. See the little black John with the H3 in it. That's us, baby. It is. And uh, so on behalf of my man, my name is Cooper. On behalf of my man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass, we out of here today. But we want to let y'all know, be safe, love each other, yeah. be good. And if you can't be good, just be the best that you can be. And make your mama proud, God damn it. Make your mama proud, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We out this motherfucker. Take care. Peace. Peace.